but it may have been too close to lead to varsity blues were just like i don't want your life <laughs> i'm sure that is way funnier if i've actually seen varsity blues hey everybody welcome to another episode of i finally watched this is david and this is alan and i finally watched behind enemy lines you know behind enemy lines is a movie that i owned on dvd and watched quite a bit you know now given streaming and all that i don't rewatch movies unless it's like i put it on during work just like as background noise but for the most part i'm like i'll just watch something new you know because there's thousands of movies released all the time um but this back then when you had like a certain amount of dvds you watched a lot of movies over and over because you spent 15 20 30 bucks on it mm-hmm. and this is one of those and i really liked this movie and as a 14 year old it didn't seem odd at all that owen wilson was be portraying an action star a, a war hero in an, in an action movie now i get it that it's a little odd but it held up pretty well for me and i did not think you would like it so i was surprised when you told me before we started recording that you did but overall just what were your thoughts on behind enemy lines i did like it i thought the acting was really good and you know because of who we know owen wilson is today still though watching this movie in the current year of 2022 it it didn't strike me as an odd role, but that's probably just because he did so well in the role. You know, he wasn't like his comedy, goofy, dumb self. He played this character that I truly believed was this character. Okay, it's much in the same way how in Magnolia, when Tom Cruise played that character he plays in that movie, where it's like, it's so outside of what Tom Cruise usually plays, but you're looking at him and he's so recognizable. You're like, yeah, that's Tom Cruise. But, you know, he is also that character in that movie as you're watching it. That's how I felt like that with Owen Wilson. I was like, yeah, that's Owen Wilson, unmistakably so, but <laughs> he's doing really good. So, yeah, that that I read a thing where he where the director was like, yeah, I casted him because I really wanted to turn it turn the action movie on its head. I was like, it nothing really changed for me. Well, that is like that was what they when they chose Bruce Willis for Die Hard, they said the exact same thing. So it's almost like they did that, and they're just like, twenty years later, how far can we go? <laughs> or fifteen years later, how far can we take it? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's reasonably good in the role. And I mean, he's also, he's playing someone that doesn't see like a lot of action. Like he's not like kind of like a a Marine, like a, you know, he's not on the ground. And so it's, you know, as far as like a physicality of like the way he looks, it's not, you know, it, it works fine. I mean, it's not like Top Gun where everyone's like shirtless and buff and shit. You know what I mean? Well, he, I think he did work out quite a bit to get ready for this. So maybe he, maybe he like was pulling for a scene. He's like, I need people to see the work I put in. Now that you say that, I do kind of wonder if they casted Stackhouse as that actor. Because that actor, I don't know his name off the top of my head. You probably do. Gabriel Macht. Macht? I don't know. He's the guy from Suits. 
Yes. I guess thinking about it now, he, he is much more stereotypically looking like an action hero. And to switch the roles like that on him, spoiler alert, him dying right off the bat, it's kind of, I, I, I kind of see, I, I now kind of more clearly see what they're doing. Now, I do know we do this at the end, but do you know who could have been Burnett, Owen Wilson's character? I saw a few names if you have, if you want to say the ones you saw. I saw Matthew McConaughey, um, who actually turned it down. I saw Brad Pitt, but I don't think Brad Pitt ever, I think an idea was put out there that Brad Pitt could do it, but I don't think that ever came to fruition at all. Right. Who, who else do you have? I saw those two. <laughs> and then the one <laughs> that would have made me laugh. I mean, he, he probably would have been fine in it and may have changed his career. But unfortunately, James Vanderbeek could not schedule this movie around Dawson's Creek. And so he could not join. This is not, you're probably right. This, <laughs> this would have changed his career. But what's funny is that I feel like he's the type of actor that you cast when you can't get the big names. And I feel like this would severely like get, given this movie a feeling of a much lower budget. Does that make sense? But that's probably what they thought casting Owen Wilson for the, for that time. Anyways, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's always like the hot young TV actor who gets his chance to do like a few movies, right? And it, mm -hmm. they either take off or they don't. Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights is one I think about. Although, as I've stated many times, I love Battleship and John Carter. So I just think the world wasn't ready, you know? But I wanted to look up Brad Pitt around this time because Brad Pitt has always not been Brad Pitt and what he did around this. But I mean, Ocean's Eleven came out this year. Spy Game came out this year. Okay, which, have you first seen of Spy all, Game? Well, hold on. First of all, James Vanderbeek is no Tim Riggins, okay? So stop that right now. <laughs> What's that football movie with, with James Vanderbeek? I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to – I don't know how I'm, I'm not going to remember it. It's off the top of my head. Why? No, Varsity Blues. Oh, Varsity Blues. No, I You haven't seen Varsity Blues. No, no. So honestly, I mean, the only reason he's not Tim Riggins is because, you know, Tim Riggins is a running back and James Vanderbeek played a quarterback. Although I guess, so back to what I wanted to talk about, Brad Pitt had done Fight Club before this and a bunch of like the 90s stuff that he did seven years best. So, I mean, he was definitely like, he was Brad Pitt at that time. But he well, also, yeah, I think true. he took that free time in, in 99 to Fight Club and then Snatch. We won't mention the Mexican spy game, Ocean's I Eleven. I like the he Mexican. A, huh? I like the Mexican. That's good for you. You didn't like the Mexican? I don't even remember if I've seen the whole thing. The only thing I remember... Revisit the Mexican. The only thing I remember about the Mexican is the scene where, like, they shoot the bullet straight up in the air and it falls down and hits a guy in the head, right? Doesn't that happen in the Mexican? Like, kills all, a guy? All, I, all I remember from the Mexican is that the gun was in the guitar case. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it wasn't Clue, but yeah, go ahead. Have you seen Spy Game? uh no i haven't seen Brad Pitt, robert redford no that's a great one that's what he did instead of this oh it's probably for and I would a better have, move i probably would have i would have much preferred him in spy game than behind enemy lines i think behind enemy lines is great the way it is although in oh, an alternate universe 
in an alternate universe, if uh, Brad Pitt was in, in behind enemy lines, then maybe he would have been in the show Loki. Who knows? Who knows what alternate universe we're talking about? But I don't think we're talking about that one. <laughs> the one where Brad Pitt's going back to doing TV. And then, oh, wow. Matthew McConaughey in 2001 did The Wedding Planner, which Taylor and I both agree is amazing. And Frailty, which I don't know if I've watched. I thought I put it on one time, but I'm not sure I watched the whole thing. So. You're misremembering. I love The Wedding Planner. I do not think that one character is as charming as everyone thinks he is. Oh, Massimo. Massimo, yeah. Taylor and I both agree he is, as do most of the world. I think we're supposed to be talking about Behind Enemy Lines, though. What? <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll just get to it from the top. The first 20 minutes of this movie are literally just set up for the action movie that is to come. Where do you think... Where do you consider the action starting? When they're running from the, the missile or when they've already crash landed? I think I think as soon as they're like, oh, hey, let's go over that field. Yeah. That's, I think, when the movie, like the action movie starts. And like the guys see them and they're yeah. like, start, you know, getting into formation. And like, all right, let's go fucking shoot these guys down. So we start out with basically... Burnett, Owen Wilson, and Stackhouse getting ready to take off in a jet off of a, a Navy ship. And they're called off. And it kind of sets this whole thing up where Owen Wilson's character just wants action. He wants to be in the fight to the point where he doesn't even like think there's a war going on because he's so removed from it. And he's like, you know, if I can't be in the action, then I don't want to be in this in this so-called war at all, which is kind of an interesting arc you're given <laughs> to this character. Yeah, I think it gets a little hokey at the end, but maybe hokey for 2020, not hokey for 2001. No, I think um, it's... Not, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I agree with you. It's pretty hokey. I do like the continued conversation about like, he's like, I'm going to become a commercial pilot, like, or like a private pilot for bands. He's like, how many good bands have we lost because of these bad pilots up there? And then just starts like naming them off. I thought that was good too. I thought, and then I like the football scene, like using the, I guess the, whatever propels the plane off the, off the the launch catapult. Yeah. I read somewhere Uh, where they lost eight footballs to that thing. 18 is what I read. Oh, you read 18? Well, the the funny thing is, is that they, I don't know if you could tell, but it was CGI. No, what? (laughs) It was CGI because they actually tried it with the launch thing and it kept exploding the football. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely didn't look like that would work. I, for the longest time, and we'll talk about this more as we go, I never, or either I never realized or I forgot that this was based on a real thing mm-hmm. and we'll, th- watching it this time when they were kind of describing the conflict and the timing of it i was like oh wait i think this might be like a true story and then in the end when they give you the the end lines of like what happens to him i was like oh shit so this is somewhat like a based on a true story what was weird is that when you figure out what happens to them after the the fact 
they use the character names and not like the actual people's names. So that was kind of confusing to me. Yeah, well, they changed all the names, I assume for like legal purposes. Like even like the even the names of like the Serbian guys that are bad guys. And apparently like no Serbian people would work on this film because they didn't like that, you know, it reflected poorly on them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And so yeah, it is interesting how just like everything's changed and but then like it's supposedly like real life and the director even said that like everything in this movie is based on real events, but like the way he said it almost sounded like it was like a combination of unrelated real events. Like they took a story from this or this or this and combined it into this. One thing I read that was kind of weird is that, you know, they were talking about the war and this whole thing ended in 1995, which is exactly the same time frame that this was taking place in. And so it was that, you know, Bosnia serbian croatian conflict and and in the movie maybe you know this and correct me if i'm wrong but in the movie nato needed them to pull out of bosnia when in fact in in real life nato actually instructed them to move in to bosnia and they had a well they left some they left some troops there to make sure everything was like peaceful yeah, and they had to switch that around in the movie just so the plot would make sense. Yeah, which it, it'd be interesting to like understand the real story about this, but I'm also not going to spend the time to. I do think that James Vanderbeek would have done really well in the scene where he explains to Gene Hackman that he wants to leave the Navy, but it may have been too closely to Varsity Blues where it's just like, I don't want your life. <laughs> I'm sure that is way funnier if I've actually seen varsity blues the 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 thing about that scene too what's kind of funny is that he he doesn't he wants to leave the military because of he's not seeing the action but at the end of the movie he he has had so much action but then he's like no i'm i'm gonna stay and I'm like, dude, if I went, if anyone went through the shit you went through, it's like fucking opt me out. I'm done, you know? Yeah, but I think it's a little bit, that's one way to look at it, but I think it's really his whole, you know, what are we doing this for? It was like, it seemed a little bit like he was like hungry for fighting, but really he was like, what, you know, we're not solving anything. We're not helping anybody. And then when he gets thrown into this situation where he's finding out that like there's these mass murders happening and he his photographs like are going to help let the world know about this and like he's gonna he would have done some good i think that's what where he's like no this does matter like what i do matters and i want to keep definitely i'm oversimplifying it but yeah no you're right so then, because of this confrontation with Gene Hackman, he gets sent on the holiday mission instead of getting to eat the only good meal of the year. And then, and then we get to the, the plane going down, you know, the, them flying, taking photos. And what we don't know at that point, or at least I didn't know, I still didn't watch it this time, it was like the, they flew over and took pictures of mass graves. And I couldn't tell that from the flyover. Yeah, I thought at first... You learn that I learned it through through towards the end of the movie, but I thought at first that they took photos of those militias that are not supposed to be 
that far through the line. That's what I thought. It's like, oh shit, if they find out our positions, we're fucked. And that's why I thought they wanted them to be shot down so fast. Not that they were doing war crimes. Just doing war crimes. I thought the action, you know, some of the CGI in the, with the plane is like, you know, whatever. But I thought overall, it's like a pretty good scene, like very tense and like, I think holds up pretty well. Most of the plane shots were real. Yeah. No, I mean, I figured, but I'm saying some of it was not and some of the, in the siege and the parts that were not didn't hold up that well. I remember sitting in a film class and actually shown one scene of this movie. And when I saw the scene, I was like, I've seen this. How have I seen this? And it was the scene where it was the shot of the treetops and the jet goes through the treetops and followed by the missiles. And I, I, that was in my film class because it was a real shot un unedited with CGI, untampered with CGI. And it was like the super hard to do thing with like a real jet and a camera. And I, I thought that was cool. The missiles were real? Yeah. They were guided. They actually, well, I did, they did have like full, like a partnership with the Department of Defense apparently. So, I mean, the fact that most of that was real makes sense, obviously. And then they're shot I'll, down. <laughs> then they're shot down. The, the secondary guy's leg is messed up. Stackhouse. And so you obviously know that the, that's, that's going to mean he's going to die. I do think it's interesting, like, from a plot contrivance point of view, like, Owen Wilson comes up to him and he's like, you know, we have to, we're not going to be here for long enough for them to find us. But then he's like, let me go run up to that hill real quick. And it's like, all right, well, how much time did you think you had? <laughs> let me get out of Dodge. You, you, you stay here. <laughs> well, you have to stay here because your legs fucked up. But I do like when he's like, I should have dodged that second missile, missile. And Owen Wilson's like, yeah, you should have. I thought I had a good pilot. I don't know what happened to you. You know, friendly banter among friends in this situation has to deal, has to result in one of them dying a brutal death. And it's clearly going to be not Owen Wilson. Exactly. I do find it interesting how this whole thing is kind of set up of like, yeah, the commander of the of the Serb Serbian, what is it? Serbian Croatia militia? I think it's just Serbian military. No, because they made a very distinct what whatever. No, no, um, that's the Serbian military. Yeah. Controlled by the country. Like they're part of the peace talks. So it's like they've taken over the country. Mm-hmm. So he keeps talking to the guy that's in charge. Like Well, he keeps talking to the guy that's in charge, but this definitely like puts in the rank of that sniper Sasha in the blue track suit on like who he is comparatively to the head of the, the admiral of the militia, whoever yeah, that guy is. But one thing I didn't like is that I felt like Owen Wilson was a good, like two football fields away from this whole thing happening. He had to like look through binoculars. And even when he was looking through binoculars, it seemed far away. And then he shot, the the tracksuit guy shot his friend and he like fell back into the forest but that was loud enough for them to like hear him i know he's he screamed no oh he well still i mean that's pretty far away 
It's also like if he had just kept his mouth shut and kept his cool and been like, you know, I know it's a bad situation, but you're trained for this. Like <laughs> the whole movie's just over. They're just like, but it's also funny too. They ask the guy, he's like, were you taking photos? And then he's just like, won't say anything like clearly. Cause he doesn't trust you guys. And then they're like, is it just you? And he's like, yeah, it's just me. And they're like, okay, well that's truthful. So that's good. Well, also, I mean, it's hard to prove that he was with someone because their their chairs and their gear and their parachutes landed, you know, much away from each other. So, yeah, it's one. It is hard to follow the geography in this film. And there's like a throwaway throwaway line later, like, "Oh, he's basically circled back around to, you know, where his." The giant half destroyed angel statue really helps the brother out. You know, it does. Yeah, yeah, it's a good landmarker instead of just like thousands of trees that all all look the same. Yeah, so he screams no, which is why there is even a movie. It's also like it was really kind of rough to see them fuck with this guy because you know, I think whether this is your first time or a rewatch, like you know that Stackhouse is dead. So they're just like he picks him up and he's like pretending they're gonna like I don't know take him as a POW or something or whatever. Although there is no war, and then they just fucking shoot him in the back of the head. That part's a little bit rough. Apparently, there is an R-rated cut of this movie that I think when you buy the DVD, which I don't remember being that much rougher than this, but like this was supposed to be an R-rated movie, and then the studio studio got a little like, "Hey, let's let's make this more profitable, and I need you to cut some shit out of it." So here's the thing: I read that too. It was a couple of things that they were like, "Oh, this and this and this changed." I watched that version. And yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, I heard him say "fuck" a few times. I think I remember. I at least know one. So yeah, I don't know. Gene Hackman said "fuck." Owen Wilson said "fuck." And that's that's too too many. That's one too many. The the one thing that kind of concreted that I was like, did I watch the R-rated version? I mean, I guess I could look at see what the rating is, but was that the, his final fight with Sasha? They were like. Well, yeah, in the R-rated version, he stabs him with the with the flare, and I was like, "Yeah, in my version, in your version, does the final fight end him with him stabbing him with the flare?" Yeah, I thought they. Yeah, I don't want to nitpick it, but I thought they said that it like it was just la- lasted longer. So I don't it's know. Lasted longer, okay. Well, maybe we'll we can look at Hulu and see which version they have. So Owen Wilson screams, and then the rest of this movie is just Owen Wilson running. Yeah, I read somewhere where Owen Wilson was quoted in that this whole movie was basically ways to make running look dramatic. Which I don't know if that means that if Owen Wilson liked the end result of this movie. I don't know. No idea. Okay. Um, so Owen Wilson calls in and is like, hey, Serb soldiers just executed the pilot. And they're like, ah, oh, well. Or PK eventually comes in. He's like, oh, I can't tell the difference between all those uniforms. And it's like, I don't think a good argument is that you're shitty at your job, PK. Like, that's not that's not the way to go. But Owen Wilson then runs a little bit more, and he's on like a really cool dam looking thing. Yeah. And then Sasha, the sniper, has just like caught up to him very quickly. I found that part kind of like badly paced. I do want to say something about this movie that I did not enjoy was the early 2000s like guy Ritchie editing shit how so 
Well, it's just like the the ultra zoom ins and the speed ups and like a little bit was okay during the flight part of the movie because I understood like, oh, you know, you're trying to really kind of cut this like high speed chase together. But like literally running, <laughs> it's like zoom, boom, zoom, boom, 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 zoom, zoom. And I'm like, all right, fuck, dude, we get it. You know, I just thought it was too much. Yeah, I can see that. There's definitely a lot of fast cutting and it it gets noticeable and that's it's a problem when you notice it when it takes you out of the movie so owen wilson has made it to the spot where he's supposed to be picked up but gene hackman is not going to pick him up because pk came in and basically took his balls and was like no you're not going to do that i do Uh, like how gene hackman feels well he's kind of an antagonist in the beginning to owen wilson's character but then very quickly at least for me first time watching this i was like Oh, he's actually like a really good, good guy, morally grounded guy, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And he gives that big speech about using your training. I, I did think it was a little overacted when he like accidentally uses his name. He's like, ah, man, I screwed up. Then he like brings it up later. I really shouldn't have used his name. Damn it. Yeah. Just to let us know as the audience that that's a big deal, that this is like an open channel. Well, then Burnett uses Stackhouse's name. And again, it, it's like, you can't. No names, you know. What are you doing? Yeah, that happened first, and it's just like he's trying to calm him down. I do really like the scene where Owen Wilson is running, and he dives into, like, the mass grave of bodies, and Gene Hackman is back on the boat watching, like, a satellite feed, but it makes no sense from their perspective because the Serbian soldiers are just, like, walking all over Owen Wilson. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was cool, too. And I thought that he was the body on top of the pile of the mass grave. And then that shot where they're like zoom, like dolly shot in and he lifts up out of the mud. I thought I was like, holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. And I do. I, one thing I would say you, you talked about like the cutting and, you know, whatever it is like geographically and the way it's cut sometimes hard to follow the physical space of the movie like the where he dives you then see on the satellite it doesn't look like he moves but then when you see him move the body it looks like he's in a different spot right and it's like and as he's running through these woods it looks like just it they probably could have shot that in like two all the running scenes could have been shot in like an hour which is like all right run through these trees then run through these trees then run through like it all looks the same yeah so it's like part like it is a little bit harder to follow like it's hard for you to not care but it's hard for you to be like know where he is on like this map and like what he's trying to do like what he's trying to accomplish it really looks like he's just fucking running what i understood is that they were giving him coordinates because they were like this is a safe pickup zone yada yada he gets there and they're like, all right, we can't pick you up there. And actually, one of the fast edit, cut editing things was to understand as the audience where the next pickup zone had to be. They like did like an aerial shot like through the mountains, over the forest, blah, 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 blah. And then it cuts back to Owen Wilson. Like, no fucking way am I doing that. You know what I'm talking about? No, I understand, but it's still at the end of the day, it's just shot after shot of him just running through random. No, but I thought I thought that gave you what I'm trying to say is that I thought that gave the audience a good understanding of how 
far the actual distance from point A to point B is. Yeah, I know. I just disagree that it helped. I mean, yeah, you get to see that. But then once again, it's just random running scenes. And it's like the pacing of it is like, oh, I have to run all this way. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, that's true. Yeah, when I think there's a line in the movie where they're like, yeah, Admiral, he's been he's been missing for two days. I was like, what? This movie's taking place over two days? And it feels like like six hours at max, you know? Yeah, and the other thing too is the scene where he dives into the mass grave, the Serbian soldiers are right behind him, walking in a straight line looking for him. They didn't see him because then they would have known that he dove into the mass grave, right? So they're just looking for him randomly. They get to the mass grave, check it out for a minute, and then just turn back. Wouldn't they just keep walking forward? Dude, things have to happen. Yeah, I mean, but they could have just keep, kept walking forward. I also, did you think PK was going to end up being like a super bad guy? Or did you just think, oh, he's just kind of this foil because he sees the situation differently? I thought it was going to cut to be like, he's working for the Serbs. He's Petrovich. He's the guy that keeps talking to him on the I phone. I do. I really thought he was. Or he's related to Petrovich or something. I thought some big fucking reveal about that was going to happen. Yeah. I sort of expected it to, even though, I mean, it's been 15 years since I've seen this. So if not more. So finally, someone reveals that Owen Wilson is missing. And then the bad guys, they can't find the photos. They know the photos are supposed to be here. And then Gene Hackman gets to say the name of the movie <laughs> yeah I, I noticed that too oh um, soldiers behind enemy lines honestly spot on thank gene you. hackman thank you and then pk comes in he's like i'm mad that you did this you fucked up but let's see how it plays out it's also like gene hackman's obviously with the united states pk is obviously with the french even though he's played by a portuguese man and so it's like, but I guess PK just has like a line to this guy's boss, to Gene Hackman's boss. And like Gene Hackman's boss decides to listen to this French dude instead of, you know, listening to his own guy, which is like, man, we haven't been able to rely on the French since like the 1700s, you know? So I don't really know why we're doing that. I, I just kind of took it for what it was as far as like, I'm not a I'm not a big military buff. I don't know ranking. I don't know who's who and what what and whatever. So I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna completely believe the film when they're like, yeah, this guy told me this, and I have to follow the rules. I was like, okay, sounds good. Sounds good on paper. I guess that works. I do like the camera work of owen wilson when he's on the train tracks especially i think is this the point where it's like a pov shot of him running i know at one point there's a pov shot of it's just like his face running huffing and puffing that i liked yeah i you're you mean this is the one with the the children overstepping the grenades yeah 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 i like this scene too i thought it was like i thought it was dumb how I understood how Owen Wilson's character kind of had to learn from the kids to overstep the grenades. I thought it was dumb that the Serbs didn't even think about it and just like fucking walked on them. But that no, shot, not to, 
they're not the only ones. <laughs> they're not the mean? only Serbian soldiers who forget about the landmines. Oh, well, yeah, I know. But still, though. And then that shot, real or CGI, of Owen Wilson running and all the grenades exploding behind him. Because that shit looked real, and it looked good, and it looked cool. I think it's probably practical effects, obviously, not like anything that could have hurt him. But I think something that probably just kicked up a lot of, like, dirt to make it look, you know, like well, a cool explosion. Well, not actual SSMGs, but, like, you know, yeah. I already answered you. And then, apparently, the blue guy is just Sasha's on him again. I kept writing down the blue guy in my notes because of the blue tracksuit. It's like a dark blue tracksuit, though. But uh, he's just right back on him. Just always on his tail. You gotta, you gotta raise the conflict of the movie. And that's how, that's how you do it. I do kind of like how this movie ends up in, like, cliches of, like, the, there's the head bad guy but he sends his like specialized henchmen. And then you know that there's going to be a final fight between the, the head henchmen and our hero. I, you know how this is going to end. Like, you know, like somehow Gene Hackman has to face off against the head of the Serbian army. Yeah. But it's also, you have the, the head guy has blue tracksuit guy, but then he has like a guy right under his command too, that, he also sends and Sasha blue tracksuit guy does not like this other guy. <laughs> and he's like, just send me. And he's like, nah, I'm sending both of you. I like in the beginning, he's like, if you want this guy dead, send me. He'll be dead in, in two days or whatever. And then he's like, well, I have a whole army. And I was like, yeah, you, you do have a whole army. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it makes sense to send the whole army. So, Next, we get a little detail about how basically he's kind of circled back to where he's now re- very close to like the crash site, which is like just a line to like, hey, that's going to come into play. And PK comes in. He's like, nah, I'm handling the extraction, which is, you know, it's just going to fuck everything up. This is where I thought it was going to reveal that PK was bad when he's like, I'm sending my own guys to do it. And I was like, are they undercover Serbs? Like I was thinking way ahead than what I thought this movie was, you know? Right. We, we need to talk about ha- Hosh, though, the city. Yeah, that comes up next. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were... Hotch. I didn't know if you were ahead Skipping. of that. Yeah, because... Well, we get the Wanderer. This is the scene where the Wanderer plays. And Owen Wilson realizes he, like, is, like, almost about to get caught. He fucking books it to the road and the truck, like, the looks at him. The spirit of Stackhouse awakens him yeah yeah as he's laying on a tree i mean it's a dream it's a whatever it, it's definitely hokey the way they do it but, but you could have just said he's been startled at that time like you know but it was Burnett, Burnett, wake up yeah it was it was hokey so they he hitches a ride with the with the wanderer by dion guys and they apparently all recognize him. He asked for water, and instead they give him a Coke, which apparently Coke did not pay for that product placement. That was just in there. Which always, whenever I see something like that, it just reminds me of Futurama has an episode where they like show the moon landing, and I think it's whoever Buzz Aldrin's, Neil Armstrong's like footprint on the moon or whatever, has the Nike symbol. And in like the commentary, they're talking about how Fox wanted to like 
sell the rights to whichever shoe company would pay the highest to have their logo. And the writers were like, it's, it's so much funnier to just have it be Nike because it's the most recognizable. We're like, no, we're not fucking doing it. No one's going to have a Reebok logo. <laughs> we're just doing Nike for free. The, the Coke instead of water thing, I just was thinking of him. Like, you know, there's, what, what is it? there's nothing more American than a Coke, right? And for him drinking the Coke. made a tear come to my eye when he drank it. Yeah. I was just thinking like, like the American flags raise and a bald eagle, eagle flies overhead. But, but I was like, that is probably the best Coke that guy's ever going to have in his life. Best Coca-Cola, I agree. So then they make it immediately to Hotch as they're being shot at. They go inside. The, the girl is like, hey, look who we found. And then I guess the head of, this is the actual like militia. These are like the in rebels. Star Wars, in Star Wars terms, these are the rebels. <laughs> the Republic is chasing after Owen Wilson. And it's like they're about to like throw him outside to basically try and stop the war himself. And then a fucking tank comes through the wall. That tank almost killed the director. I don't know if you read that. And the cameraman. Well, it hit the cameraman, but the director was pulled out of the way by a stuntman at the last moment. He like it would have killed him apparently. You would think that no knowing a tank is gonna blast through a, a neighboring wall, people would, you know, I don't know, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. This is also too where I noticed the camera work was like pretty cool as the soldiers are walking through. Yeah, I just thought it was, it was really well done. I think this is where we get the the shot of Owen Wilson's face as he's running, just like a, a straight That's POV. That's right, yeah. No, you're right. Actually, this entire town was a set. And you, you can, one, you can kind of tell, but also because the whole thing was built from nothing, you they could have fit much more like cool cranes and like camera equipment throughout the set to get those cool shots. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't assume they fucking bombed the Croatian town to film this. I, <laughs> I assumed it was a set. So another cool production thing that they did is that they shot this in the winter, but it, it was like the first winter in like 100 years that it did not snow. So the production crew had to literally litter the entire grounds and paper to mimic snow when also because they shot it in winter they had like a lot less light to shoot so like obviously that would affect things because the whole thing is during the day oh Which, how does it take place over two days you we never see him at night but see that's what i'm saying that's okay so that's my point but also like well the, yeah we agree so owen wilson pulls a sneaky and switches uniforms. And I have major issues with this. He switches uniforms, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, wow, what a smart decision. But no, the guy chasing him, Sasha, has been to the same prison as this military dude who he switched uniforms with. So he immediately recognizes the tattoo and like, nope, that's not him. And then Owen Wilson, you see this cool shot of him clearly walking out with like the new uniform and a fucking snow mask on, right? Yeah, walking out everyone knows it's owen wilson in the audience you don't need to like spell it out for have this shot yeah yeah but then he pulls off the ski mask looks back and then just starts running it's like well just leave the mask on 
Just leave the mask on and keep walking. Oh, it brings up another issue that I had, which, which was if PK is sending his men to go pick up Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson is wearing the enemy's uniform, isn't that going to cause some trouble in getting him? Well, presumably they know what his face looks like and they're going to get close enough to him to see because he should be the only person in the, the safe zone that they're getting. But then there's that other Serbian guy. He brings Ice Cube with him. And the helicopter gets the word at the very last minute that, oh, Burnett's dead. And so they turn around as he's like standing there like, and he shoots at them to try and get their attention. And of course they don't hear it and they fly off just to make it so much more dramatic. Yeah, we don't really talk about his tag along, but he has a kid with him this entire time. <laughs> Seems like he's about 17. Yeah. Yeah, we call him Ice Cube because he loves Ice Cube. He starts rapping. I love when he does the rap in the truck and Ono's just like, wow, that's pretty good. I don't wow. actually think he says wow, but oh, yeah, it's pretty good. That's good. And then Owen Wilson looks up and sees the statue and is mm. like, you know what? This I'm not going to let Stackhouse die in vain. I'm going to go get that camera. And uh, this sets up the ending. So what we didn't really talk about was the fact that when Owen Wilson first tried to contact Hackman on the, on the Navy ship, there was interference to the beacon. So they turned off the beacon of the thing, right? And right. so, and, and what's interesting about this film, and I don't know if I like this aspect of the film, but that comes into play at the end of the movie but we're not reminded of it at all. I was like, okay, that's kind of a cool thing to like put it in the beginning and like make it have a payoff in the end. But for someone who's like, maybe not very good at paying attention during movies, that could get confusing being like, why does he have to restart this? Or why is this beacon off in the first place? You know what I mean? Well, except honestly, if you don't have, if you don't remember that explanation, doesn't that matter? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter because he's going to the chair for the photos. That's the only reason you think he's going. And so when he, first of all, I think it's very tense, like as he's walking across the, like the ice and he's like, oh shit, you know, is anyone here? It cracks a little bit, but you think he's going after the photos. And so as he's doing all this stuff, you're like, he's trying to get the photos out. He's trying to get the photos out. And he says, oh shit. And you're like, I don't really understand what that means. And then afterwards you realize, oh shit, the beacon's off. And so he does some stuff, pulls a battery from somewhere, and gets the beacon going, right? As <laughs> pulls soon as like you a s- fucking... Yeah, it's like MacGyver. As soon as you see the beacon, uh, like the, the blip and the dot and the beep, right? The little light yeah, yeah. going off. Yeah. Fucking explain that horribly. But as soon as you see it going off, I think it clicks with the audience, even if you forgot the opening of like, oh, he just set the beacon off they're going to know he's alive. And of course you then get the scene where they tell Gene Hackman, like only, only someone who knows our technology would be able to do that. It's gotta be him. Yeah. Now a couple of things happen here. One, it also alerts the villains of where the photos are and, and the guy, right? Because they, they know that Burnett is still alive. So it, it, and I like the conversation, <clears throat> that the 
Serbian leader has, he's like, well, all our problems are about to be solved because we know where he is and where the photos are. And I'm thinking, actually, so now do the Americans. So your problems are just beginning. Right. And well, at the same time, too, like the, you know, that's explained to the audience because it's like the guy who's telling Gene Hackman, oh, he has to be alive. He's like, by the way, the Serbians can see this, too. So like they're, they know just as well as we do. And then we get his second in command telling him like, you're going to lose your job, which is pretty interesting. O'Malley played by David Keith, not to be confused with Keith David is like, you're going to lose your command. And he's like, well, I'm not going to let him die. But it's like O'Malley this whole time has been like, we have to go save our boy. How are we going to let him die? And now he's like, Hey, but your job, (laughs) are you sure you want to do this? It was a weird thing because at, at some points he was like, almost like, almost like motivating Gene Hackman into being like, Hey, you know, if you don't do this, this will happen. And then he's like, but if you do do this, you will lose your job. But he said it in a way, almost being like, what are you a pussy? You should do it. You know, in the beginning, he's like, we need to do everything we can to save him. How are we going to just let our guy die? And then the end, he's like, Hey, you're going to lose your job if you do this. And I think, that's poor writing, but the whole point of that is so the audience knows the stakes for Gene Hackman in doing this, that he is doing what's right, even though it's going to personally cost him. That's the point of that. But it's just like that character, you, you, you almost needed another character, some like weaselly bitch underneath PK yeah. who just happens to be around to be like, you can't do this. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's then, what you would need. And then just a, like a sucker punch to the face. And he's like, get out of my way. No. But <laughs> you, know, um, you know exactly what trope I'm talking about. I do. So then Sasha and the general's second in command are walking. And Sasha sees a mine. And almost like you can tell knows that this other guy is going to step on it. And then the other guy does step on it. Yeah. And he's like, help me. And Sasha just pulls out a gun and is like slowly like walking away. I almost wonder, like, obviously, I don't think the shoe is heavy enough, but if you could, like, lean down and hold it. And then pull like, it up? No, no, no. And you have like, the trouble of, like, having it. I feel like if you could keep your shoe on it and then, like, maybe try and just jump. I mean, you're going to, it's probably not going to make it. But anyway. Here's, here's what I would do. I would untie my shoe, keep the weight on it with my feet, with my hands, slip my foot out. Okay, you with me so far? Start filling it with snow to counter the weight of the sh- of my foot, and then maybe that would give me enough time to run the fuck away. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the Kingsman, the second Kingsman movie. You know, you I think you need a little more than that. So I mean, then we... the snow is made out of paper, so maybe not actually. <laughs> so we see, we hear an explosion as Sasha is far away. And then Sasha gets up to the chair and sees Owen Wilson's hand sticking over the chair, but he doesn't have a clear shot. And he sees the gun sitting there. Let me ask you, when you first watched this, did you think Sasha had to jump on Owen Wilson? Or do you not I, remember? I did until he starts walking towards and I was like, ah, oh, this is too easy. Like movies don't end this way. You know, I think it was just too obvious. What did you think? 
I honestly didn't notice the hand until it was already panning down to show that there wasn't a hand. So for me, it was very quickly like, oh, shit, you know, moment. And then very quickly after that, Owen Wilson jumps out of the snow and with his nine millimeter, you know, so. And is a very horrible shot. It is, hits a, him, it is a bad shot. Hits him once. I mean, the Serbian army is just basically fucking stormtroopers at the end of this movie. They can't hit. There are hundreds of them and not a single one of them can hit Owen Wilson. Or take down a helicopter. Like I get maybe not one man, but like a fucking machine. Like, well, oh no, he does. They do. They hit one guy unlethally in the helicopter. Yeah. Like in the leg, right? Just so you know, he lives. So there's no, there's no, no one hurt from this. I, I thought it would have made more sense if they had some of the Serbians running just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I thought it would. I thought about that too. I thought, exactly. but instead they just all stay stay there, and like most of them get slaughtered. And then like, the fucking commander has like an automatic rifle that he's just shooting with one arm, like pointing out. It's like that's not the way, like that's not the way you were taught. So he, here's the thing, David, is that I really like this movie. I thought it was pretty smart how they kind of set up certain things and how they motivate the characters but the ending really kind of made it a lesser movie for me just because i feel like they went full action full like it it took me out of the movie on how absolutely ridiculous things got as as the as that was happening like this time as I was watching and I was like, oh yeah, they're not going to like this. I just think it's like, it's not a, you can make it super actiony. It just wasn't well done. I, I think they could have done a lot better job. They could have had, I think if you had had a less amount of guys, right? Because you had like 200 dudes and you're blowing them all up, but you're not hitting all of them. It, like if you want to show this moment of like, the u.s dominating which was like i told you before we started this was such a like an america fuck yeah moment i think you just you needed less guys you needed them to either like be blown away or or like to run some of them to run because it looked like thousands of bullets just cascading past owen wilson right and then also to have him almost run to the helicopter and then run back as a thousand bullets are coming past his head to grab the, like he should have already had the, the photos, right? But having him go back to get the disc and then having him then run back again and then even the jumping off the cliff. But I think the extra time, like it, it makes no sense that he wouldn't have, a bullet wouldn't have hit him. Like that part is crazy to me. No, I, I completely agree. Okay. Alternate ending if I wrote this movie, okay? When he was in the train yard, you don't have this standoff between him and three Serbs who blow themselves up, okay? He watches the children skip over the mines. He then has this idea, right? Then you're kind of, it kind of cuts to him like putting something in his pack. But you don't know what and you don't see what. And then the movie continues from there. He then sets up, he collects the trip mines from the train yard. He then sets up the trip mines around the beacon. And so you still have that one-on-one fight with Sasha. 
and he handles it the way he handled it, right? But then when the military comes through to stop him, they're fucked by the trip mines. Kills most of the people, takes out the tanks. Now you have like a few people that he has to like go up against and then maybe the helicopters come and finish off the rest. But it doesn't feel like it's this literal one versus a hundred firefight at the end you know but they should just not have the tanks come up i mean it's on a hill it would have been hard for the tanks to get up there anyway so just don't have the tanks it's like a completely wooded hill it made no sense what is there a tank path i also thought it was a little hokey and and whatever what the fuck was were they thinking when he he can make a run to the into the helicopter but he decides to turn back grab the grab the video files and then run back and it's this shot where the guy is hanging like 40 feet below the helicopter and like passes him and then they catch each other as like the tank missile blows a hole in the middle of the angel statue and i was like so many fucking things are going on here but whatever they you didn't even bring up him sliding back to the to the photos the longest shooting slide people. ever it's ice i mean the slide makes sense but as he's shooting dudes with great accuracy as he couldn't hit sasha 10 feet in front of him when he like tricked him and then he's in the plane and some of the like the hokiest dialogue of this is why they killed stackhouse and hands him over the file sir i believe you're holding a letter for me i'd like to have it back and then he hands it over and he like crumples it up and tosses it out of the helicopter. I'm like, fuck, dude, we get it. Fuck, man. Or it would have been, it would have, like, I know it would have been just as like cliche. He's like, sir, about that letter. And the guy's like, I already fucking threw it away. <laughs> he, 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 I thought it would, oh my God. What would have been so funny is that he hands Reinhardt the, the disc and he like looks at it. He's like, this is why this is why they killed Stackhouse. And Reinhardt just throws it out of the helicopter. Then pulls off a mask and he's Serbian and then and just jumps no, out it's, and parachutes. It's PK. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a bad Mission Impossible movie. So I had to look this up, but the budget for this movie was $40 million, which thinking about it, I'm like, is that more than I actually thought it was or less than I actually thought it was? Because all of those jets, tanks, helicopters were actual and actual operating jets, tanks, helicopters. The U.S. Navy ship was an actual U.S. Navy ship. Gene Hackman couldn't have been a low pay grade. Owen Wilson, I guess, could have been a kind of a lower pay grade than what we would pay him nowadays. But I don't know. Like, does that sound more or less to you? I don't know. I mean, if, if the military was on board and treated this as like a, an advertisement opportunity, then they might've gotten a lot of that stuff, you know, might've not have costed them that much. The, I mean, they, there was a shit ton of snow in, in there was a shit ton of snow in the movie and it was all made out of paper. All the ice was made out of wax. They built hatch. I mean, I thought it would be more than 40 mil, but they, they made their monies twice back. So 
they're they're okay. Overall, this movie, I probably enjoyed it a little bit less than I did when I was younger, but still, I think it's overall a pretty good movie, entertaining, a lot of running. But I, I mean, also just like, I think a lot of dialogue just comes off as hokey, like when you watch a movie 20 years later. And obviously there's some like classics that hold up completely, but so I think this is a, it's a really good movie and uh, yeah, I'm glad I forced you to watch it. That, isn't this just the whole podcast? We force each other to watch movies. I mean, yeah, you forced me to watch Moonstruck. So, Hey, you like Moonstruck. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally watched Behind Enemy Lines.